1: The Deacons upset Duke by the final score of 83 to 79, and for the first time in four years, mark the Deacons off or knock off a top 10 team. Wake stays unbeaten at home, 15 and 0. The students have stormed the court.
2: We are not banning court storming. Hey, welcome to the show, Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. When did we become this type of society, Perloff? That we hate fun, that we don't like college students, and to have a moment. And I feel bad that Kyle Filipowski from Duke has a sprained ankle and I hope that he's fine. I don't mean to sound like I'm being overly, you know, callous here, but how many court stormings do we have per season? Very few people get injured. We're not going to ban this great American pastime.
0: Uh, okay, if you really love court-storming, then you need to bring order to court-storming. Because now, obviously, Caitlin Clark happened a couple weeks ago. She got hurt, the Iowa star. And now Kyle Filipowski may or may not be hurt.
2: Well, Caitlin <laughs> Clark got hit. She didn't get hurt. Oh, yeah. She I mean, her feelings were hurt. Uh,
0: whatever. <laughs> it's It was out of control. Yeah. So here's the thing. If you really love court-storming, then let's bring some order and security to this thing. And I blame Wake Forest for not where is there any security on the court here? You gotta at least help the other players get off the court somehow, which has been done. I saw videos this weekend of other court stormings where there was like two security guards who helped the other team get off the court. And by the way, that guy, that was not an upset. Wake Forest was favored in that game. So I don't even know what they're talking about there with the upset. This and he just said they won fifteen in a row at home. I understand it's Duke, but this is is a nominal court storming situation to me, too. If you're a three-point favorite, how are you storming the court?
2: Listen, you're trying to bring order to something that the spontaneity of it is the thing. Right. Like court storming is like porn. You just know it when you see it. You know it when you feel it. Right. That's what the Supreme Court definition is. And I totally agree. You can't. It's, it's unfortunately one of those things that, yeah, you can try to put some parameters on it. I heard Tom Crean on ESPN just say you can storm the court once the other team has gotten off the court. Okay, you're going to have to have real security then because if it's a couple retirees who are doing this as a side gig, then you're not going to be able to hold back a student body of thousands of of young men and women. Here's the thing about Duke, and I want to hear from John Mm -hmm. Shire. We've got this cut because John Shire was very upset. Pete, cut 10, please. He believes that court storming should be banned.
1: I'm more concerned about the the well-being of our guys. You know, Flip sprains his ankle. When are we going to ban court storming? Like, when are we going to ban that? Like, how many times does a player have to get into something where they get punched or they get pushed or they get taunted right in their face? And it's a dangerous thing. And I don't want that to take away from the game that we play.
2: Okay, I want to bring you back to a more simpler time, I guess, and that would be 2015 when John Shire gave a quote to USA Today that said, quote, it's something you expect when you're at Duke. Duke went from 2003 to 2013, according to the Wall Street Journal. I know my numbers are a little old, but stay with me. 2003 to 2013, Duke lost 32 true road games. 32 true road games. And the court was rushed 26 times out of those 32. If anybody understands what's going on with the court storming, it's John freaking Shire, who just a few years ago was fine with this, but now is not because his guy got hurt.
0: Wait, why are you saying, just because he got rushed all the time, where did he say he was fine with it?
2: No, he said this to USA Today. He, he gave said, an interview that said it's something oh, okay. that you expect when you're a Duke and understood it. John Calipari, back in 2015, yeah, yeah. this is a statement about your team. You want to be the team that when someone beats you, they storm the court. People want it both ways here. And if you're at Duke, I, I'm not saying Filipowski deserved to get hurt. He, It's it's terribly got hurt. But you also understand this is not your first time being part of a court storming. You understand what's right. coming. You're not totally thrown off guard by this.
0: Okay, so I, I understand what you're saying. Are you willing to give the free shot theory? What's that? That the players can take take a punt.
2: <laughs> no. Yes, definitely. Listen, you do what you do to defend yourself. Sure. Yes. Okay, so who's telling them not to?
0: Which, by the way, and the other thing too, the Caitlin Clark situation—I know she wasn't hurt. If you're going to storm the court and you're running out with your phone and you're not looking where you're going, all bets are off.
2: Well, sure, you're going to get clotheslined by somebody. Yeah, yeah. something's going to happen.
0: If you're going to say free for all, come out even with time remaining on the court, then yeah, like I think it's time we let the players hit people.
2: Listen, I don't think they should be going after somebody like you know, try like taking every free shot possible. But yes, you have to, you have to be able to. Protect yourself there. <laughs> I, I'm not trying to turn this into the Royal Rumble, but I'm also well, not trying to overreact to something that is a incredibly rare. Not it's that, not that not, rare not anymore. Storming. I'm talking about the uh, people getting hurt while the quarter storm. Oh, okay, to go okay. overreact and say we should never be able to do this, we should ban it. Like, so on,
0: if somebody does get hurt. Uh, don't you think you would say oh man I wish we would had security so why don't they they organize this a little bit it's not that hard just have the pa announcer say please wait one second you know what's well, I know i understand and I like that argument but still like there's a Bunch of players on the other team standing there have to get off the court. Just let them off the court, then storm the court.
2: Well, I think for a lot of times, coaches understand this and everyone's seasoned enough to understand. Unless you lose on a last second buzzer beater and ever and the game is really still in the balance up until the final second, there's another thing that you can do, which is you could call timeout and you can get your guys off the court. You know, you could find So you're way- putting
0: the scrubs on the court to get the court storm. <laughs> Listen,
2: I'm just saying <laughs>
0: You're putting me you know, on the court like yeah, the bench Andrew warmers, the bench the warmers go out there. <laughs> so actually every costume should have five like big burly guys on the end of the bench who go in for courts and be like, oh storm storm at your own risk.
2: It's like a fourth line in hockey yeah. that's just full of goons. You like, know? No, yeah, Charles
0: know. <laughs> Oakley's out there. I'd like to see someone storm him.
2: I'm just saying you can get guys a little <laughs> you can call timeout, you can try to do something to slow up the process here as opposed to the kids who are just like flooding. And here's the thing about the court storming. This is another part where it's going to be impossible to get rid of this, which is you get new blood in the school every four years. So this never gets old because it's not, you're not 40 year old, not 40 year olds, not alumni who are storming the court for the most part. It's always the student's section and you have new blood and new bodies every year. So Again, every time you beat Duke, it's going to be cool. And you can say, oh, Wake Forest, this and that. This is the only four years, for the most part, these guys, these young men and women get at this yeah. university. So if you're going to be Duke on your home floor, it's not a neutral site. It's not the NCAA tournament. You're going to storm the court.
0: Yeah, I just I just want some order to this too, and also these preppy kids at Wake Forest like have some coordination when you storm the court. And <laughs> same, and if you have your phone out and you run into somebody, oh man, I just want you to get punched because I walk down the streets of New York City and there's so many people looking at their phones who run right into you. It's the most annoying thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm watching the video again. Listen, this is crazy. It's
2: flooded. I, it's I get crazy. it. It's crazy. And flooded. they
0: But also, the people go right around. Like, you have to storm the court. You can see Kyle Filipowski. It's Kyle Filipowski himself pointed out after the game, I'm huge. You can't miss right. me. They run right into it but like a bunch of spazzes. Like, have some, have some coordination when you're going to storm the court. Well, There's right. got to be a better way to do this.
2: This is not SEAL Team 6 here. It's a court storming amongst college kids. And, you know, here's the other part of it. I think college basketball should be happy that their fans take a regular season game in late February this personally, and it feels this important and this big, because this is a a sport that has become a a one-month-a-year sport for a lot of people, and the tournament is awesome, and we're going to talk about it just as much as everybody else, if not more. But... It's cool that a regular season, this means a lot. College football, it's cool when a regular season win means this much. And we've gotten some great viral moments where, yes, I'm sorry that Kyle Felpowski sprained his ankle, but... We've had some incredible court-storming moments. Guys going out there with friends, pushing someone out in a wheelchair. Remember, that was a viral moment. I mean, just really cool stuff and moments for these students that's going to last forever. And you have 351 Division I basketball teams on mm. the men's side. 30 games a year for 351 teams. You're talking about 10,000 games a yeah. year, Perloff. Yeah. And how many instances do we have where someone gets hurt? If This is not a problem.
0: I think We're that, making
2: it into a problem.
0: Well, I mean, just the fact he had Caitlin Clark and this back to back seems like we're headed that direction. This is a particularly violent court for me, Honestly, I want to see a fan get punched. Uh, is that wrong? <laughs> this
2: is what you're in. You're <laughs> oh, in <it> yeah. For. <laughs> Kyle
0: Filbowski. If Kyle Filbowski was a little tougher, he would have taken somebody out. That and by the way, tougher. let's see where that injury goes. He's limping off the court and he seems fine. What if, uh, and I know it was an ankle issue, what if he's hurt and, you know, the, the NCAA loses one of the only players that anyone knows the name of coming <laughs> into the tournament. Kyle Filipowski is a big name yes, in because- college basketball. And Duke is obviously the premier ticket for the men's sport. I, I just think that this could have been done better. And... I, I don't know. I, I find something obnoxious about Wake Forest fans. I can't help it.
2: Oh, so this is not about courts. I just this is feel like, them storming
0: No, the I just feel like Wake Forest Wake
2: for you. Yeah, well, yeah Wake Forest, like
0: how- I had a friend who was at the game, by the way. Yeah, uh, whose daughter goes to Wake Forest. Uh, Todd Fritz from the Dan Patrick oh, show and. Yeah. Uh, It's just like Wake Forest is kinda do you know any people from Wake Forest? Chris Paul. It's super preppy and it's kind of obnoxious. It is just one of those schools. It's like Duke like well Duke's the (laughs) ultimate. But I if this was this was a different school storming the court against Duke, I'd have a better problem. But Wake's a little obnoxious.
2: All right. Wake is
0: like the, uh, you know, it's more of a golf school than a, (laughs) (laughs) and it's golf and college basketball. They annoy me a little Uh, bit.
2: Tim Duncan would like a word, but I I guess so. We're talking about the, the court storming that left Kyle Filipowski hurt. Uh, for Duke over the weekend on Saturday, and now John Shire, the head coach of Duke, is asking for uh, the NCAA to ban court storming. He was fine with it when he was a player at Duke. He understood this came with the territory, as I laid out, in a quote from him to USA Today uh, back then. However, now he would like it banned. See, uh, hold on, though. You say, like, Wake Forest is preppy. Oh, yeah. Isn't college inherently preppy? No. Isn't, I mean, there's, everyone, there's isn't that the whole point?
0: There's levels, and Wake Forest is at the top level uh, with Duke. Yes, Wake Forest is like you wear, like, if it was the 80s, you would wear two IZOD uh, collars. <laughs> Together? Yeah, this is prep city. i got to be honest, oh, oh. coming
2: from someone who went to Dartmouth. Wake I, Forest
0: is actually preppier than Dartmouth.
2: I feel like this falls a little short. <laughs> you are not the right person to be. You went to an Ivy League school. You are not the right person to be calling out another school for being pretentious.
0: Uh yeah, but Ivy League, there's a lot. I mean, it's a much more uh, there's a lot more financial aid. There's a much more diverse crowd at Dartmouth than there is at Wake Forest. Trust me on that one. <laughs> All
2: right, I mean, we'll get into the nuance here. But
0: uh, you yeah, understand
2: but... coming from an Ivy League educated person to call someone else preppy?
0: Well, seems Wade, a little but Wake pot is
2: calling the kettle black.
0: Wake and Duke are both pretty famous for that. I just think that they're kind of obnoxious, but they're good at sports, so they they can be obnoxious. Nobody cares about Dartmouth sports.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, right about
0: that. Uh, <laughs>
4: That's yeah, your I, I, off. <laughs> I know.
0: You could have done something about that. <laughs> if only. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if only. Yeah. I mean, Garbage Sports does it's claim to fame right there, those robot tackling dummies that they invented, uh that now they use all over the NFL. So that's the best thing we got. But no no, Wake is a little obnoxious. I've been sick by this. Who's the golfer who went to Wake? Webb Simpson. Yeah, like Wake, you wear a white belt. There's a lot going on there.
2: <laughs> wear a white belt. Yeah, that's a
0: huge <laughs> thing there.
2: Okay. Well, I think that now we have to do our like top five preppiest preppiest uh basketball teams.
0: What is the what do you guys what is the preppiest school? It's got to be Duke.
2: Definitely. Yeah,
0: Duke is very high on the list. Harvard? For sure. Harvard. No, Harvard is not. We're talking basketball
3: basketball like notoriously preppy. I don't see Wake Forest on that list. I'm sorry. I don't I don't think of Wake Forest fans. Like this is the first time I've ever had a conversation about Wake Forest fans.
2: Yeah, North Carolina and Duke are kind of the preppy ones. Princeton. Well, no, no,
0: North Carolina is big. I mean, you can't be preppy with 50,000 people there.
2: Let's hear more from John yeah. Shire, shall we? I'll bring it back to the court storming. He says he couldn't believe just how fast the fans got in the court.
1: I'm telling you, I, I don't even think it was, what, did the buzzer go off and all of a sudden fans are at half court? You know, and I'm with Steve, and uh, all I, I turn and I see Flip is just surrounded by students, and he's limping off. We're carrying him off the court. What, what sense does that make?
2: Okay, it was an accident. The the, the the people who stormed the court were in a state of euphoria. They weren't trying to injure one of Duke's best players. It's an unfortunate side effect, but to call for an outright ban is ridiculous. It would be worse for the sport, the one that employs John Shire and the one that makes him important. To, to take away these kinds of things, it's like taking away traditions in college football. It is not right.
3: But what's worse for the sport? This court storming situation, where or Kyle Filipowski being out for the tournament. He's he, not it's dead. Duke, He's, it's, it's one of the biggest programs. He's one of the biggest stars in college basketball. I mean, I would, I think any basketball fan would trade court storming for keeping Kyle Filipowski healthy. Wait, what?
2: Really? I we're talking about Kyle something Filipa- that that's predated yeah. Kyle Filipowski and that will go on beyond him. Again, I'm not. I don't want anyone to get hurt. I don't want him to miss the tournament. But we're talking about a tradition here and something that is unique to college basketball that I don't want to take away because somebody at Duke got hurt. And Caitlin Clark, when she when someone ran into her, yes, we talked about it because she's also the biggest star in college sports. Right? It's like two instances. Again, 351 Division One men's basketball teams, 30 games a year on average. You're talking about 10,000 games. This doesn't happen a lot.
0: By the way, I will trade uh Kyle Phil Phil a hundred Kyle Philpawskis for Caitlin Clark's health. That we need to protect. <laughs> like yeah, this tournament up. needs sure. Caitlin yeah. Clark. Kyle Philpawsky, a bit of a stiff. If he got hurt, we'd be okay.
2: <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, he's a stiff. but Perl wants to see him basically. yeah, yeah, know, go, I, mean, well, incredible I was to say on I'm
0: you know, I'm famous. I, I don't like Duke. I've never liked Duke going back to Bobby Hurley. so I'm a, I'm a root <laughs> against Duke, except for when Zion was there for that one year because I love Zion. Bad but wagon. i I don't like Duke. But that being said, Kyle Philpawsky, Something is going to happen. You need to do this. Can you storm the court responsibly? Is there a word, sort of, is there a word below storm? Maybe run onto the court? It's like. Uh, <laughs> Siege? See, I, yeah. We need a lighter than storm. When the fans know <laughs> they have to storm the court. the court. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just uh, have a proposal. Run onto the court. I have a proposal for, for
3: the new age court storming. Okay. I think number one, you should have. Games be designated court storm games before they happen. I think sometimes what happens, too, is teams actually don't know there's going to be a court-storm. Now, maybe that's not the case for Duke. They should always know they're going to be court-stormed. But there are other games, like the University of Tennessee men's basketball lose a game, and all of a sudden people are storming the court. They're like, I didn't think that was going to happen. So, number one, games be court storm games prior to the week. Number two, I think that it should happen after the players are off the court. You... Have the handshake line, you do whatever, and then you can have a big countdown. Mm. Three, two, one. Make it a big thing that people right, are storming right. the court as opposed to saying, okay, we're just going to wait until the guys are off. You can actually dredge it up. I think if you do that, it's totally fine. And put rules. You cannot you, can, you cannot do it against a rival because there's no reason to be court storming your rival. You mm-hmm. want to beat your rival, you should expect that. And it should always have to be a ranked opponent you're beating.
2: Right, of course. Well, can we be I, honest? I think it be. It should be a top five opponent. But again, you're putting rules onto something that the entire like magic of it and beauty of it at times is the spontaneity because you're not expecting your team to beat this other team, and that's but, what. But happens. you
0: are. Why would you not expect Wake Forest to beat? Duke? Well,
2: not in this instance. I'm talking about court storming ma- no, on the no. macro level.
0: But now that nobody, none of the powers are any good in college basketball, and we have San Diego and Florida Atlantic in the final four. Like LSU stormed the court against Kentucky the other day. Yeah. And got fined for it. Why are you showing this Kentucky team is not court storming worthy? You're going on history, and this Duke team is not court storming. Wake Forest is, almost has the same record in the conference as Duke. Dude, they were favored. Okay. There's no reason they shouldn't have. I don't know if this is court storming. I think EJ's right. You need rules. I think you have to be an underdog. And I think that there needs to me, this is just like we want to storm the court regardless of the fact that we should have won the game. But
2: listen, history plays into this and beating a blue blood like Kentucky or beating a blue blood like Duke. I think there should be some room and some, you know, some liberal sort of, you know, instances for court storming. Now, the countdown might be a good idea. So if you're going to try to keep kids off the court, you're going to have to have security like that's number one, first and foremost. I like the countdown because here's the other thing about basketball, college basketball and the NBA both. It's become like a nightclub in there. You know, like you, it's all about the music and everything else that's going on at a basketball college, maybe a little less so because the budget's not as big, and that's the only reason why. The NBA game, it's like everything's going on but the game. So you've created this sort of club-like atmosphere, and now you're telling it and you're ratcheting everybody up to an 11 out of 10 and then saying, hold on a second, I've got to wait until all the Duke assistant coaches have vacated the court. You're sending two totally different messages to 18, 19, 20-year-old kids it, it's like you're not. You can't expect them to just be robots out there.
3: The one question I do have about this particular incident, because yeah. we talk about, and Pearl makes points about how uh, Wake Forest is favorite and they have is basically as good a record, close to as good a record in the ACC. Sure. Wake Forest is directly on the bubble. Like, right. I know their records are the same, but they haven't played the same kind of schedule. So this was a win as someone who's a Gonzaga fan, who's also on the bubble. I was not happy Wake Forest got this W. Does that at all, Pearl, change your mindset about? You're telling
0: me, but you got, you got. A higher spot on the bubble because Joe Lenardi's moving you up. You are going to storm the court. Yeah, this, you're now, trying to no, get that doesn't trying to get work. The tournament. Like, they're, first of all, they're eighteen and nine. Are they? I guess yeah. this win may. They really on the bubble at yes, this point. I am telling you, they're on the ball. They were in the
3: last four out, and now they're in the last four in after that win. So uh, if, no, that, so the, that bottom, the I,
0: you can't storm the court because of a, a advantageous bubble move. That no, no. is not good enough for me. But think okay. about
2: it, because you can't storm the court in a conference championship, right? First of all, it's at a neutral location, so right. you're not going to storm the court anyway. So this could be your last w- chance.
0: Why can't the fans of one school storm the court?
2: It never happens in a conference championship game. It never happens in the NCAA tournament. It's a a unique thing where you have to be on your home floor. Mm. Again, like everyone knows that. That's an obvious one, right? You can't storm the court if you're in Charlotte, North Carolina.
0: I mean, I I assume there's been some court storming. You're you're saying in the history of time, there's never been one court storm in a conference championship game?
2: I don't think modern because, again, you're in a neutral location, so you're going to have real security there.
3: Now, there are some where there are non-neutral sites, a smaller conference, so you will see it there. um, But you won't For see court on at Madison bin. Square Garden right, right. or, you know, at Barclays when ACC comes here. And that why is that? It, because it's there's the security. There's real right. security so there. They, not they the, can control the situation.
0: The, yeah. Have some security. Just get the other team off the court, uh, and then we'll be okay.
2: 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Stream should be up in just a moment. Don't worry. We are efforting that on this Monday morning. You're welcome to call in 855-212-4CBS. Put this out on Twitter as well. Court storming. Should it be banned? Should everyone just get over it? I think Filipowski's going to be fine. Not a doctor or anything, but I think he's going to be okay. 855-212-4CBS. So much to do today. We've got some coaching news for you that was very shocking. Uh, the uh, scouting combine gets underway. So much to do. It's Maggie and Perloff. Do not move. CBS Sports Radio.
0: Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. I am really excited about one thing this March. Not just March Madness and the NCAA tournament, but how much I am going to frustrate Pete Pallotti with my constant bandwagon jumping around college (laughs) basketball. He has no idea what's coming, Maggie.
2: Yes, Pete, if you were worried about uh, Perloff's NBA, you know, switching teams, which Pete on Friday picked your new team. You're no longer a 76ers fan. You're now a Detroit Pistons fan. Right,
0: right. I watched a lot of Pistons this weekend. But (laughs) I'm I'm on the record as a Houston fan in basketball. We had a big win this weekend uh, over Baylor. That was exciting. But I'm <laughs> I'm worried about my Villanova real. Wildcats because they had a big loss to UConn. That is going badly. So I might need a third team, and I'm sort of shopping around. I can't
2: really do mortgage. I can't, around.
0: I can't, do UConn, obviously. They're the number one team. But I have long – I've always been pro-Purdue. I think I'm going to jump back no. on that bandwagon. No, I, this on. little come school on, out of man. West Lafayette, Indiana, a school this small has never actually won the NCAA they, tournament. They have a little – literal giant. As star player. Come <laughs> on. He
2: does look like a giant. Wait, I, I thought you were a big Tar Heel fan.
0: Yeah, yeah, but they're not that good. So uh, uh, they're okay. I, I don't see the New North Carolina getting through. I need a Final Four team. I mean, obviously, I got my Cougs, so we're good there. But uh, I'm into, into Purdue. It's tough. The Sixers are dead. I'm into dead, Purdue. By, by the way, I have every right to jump off the 76ers bandwagon. They're terrible. I can't believe that Doc Rivers kicked our butt. So I basically need three or four college basketball teams to pull for. Then everyone can pull for their own bracket, right? You root for whatever you predict. So yeah, sure. So it's a fun time of year because I get to get multiple teams, maybe some new hats. It's going to be great.
2: <laughs> we have, uh, we'll talk about our bracket stuff coming up. We'll be doing a Maggie and Pearl off bracket. Yes.
0: Uh, and can I storm the court if my Boilermakers win?
2: No, because Absolutely you want it not. banned. <laughs> you want some court <laughs> I never said banning
0: courts. I never said that for the record. I said, have some order, have some security, get the other team off the court. So when my Purdue beats uh, UConn.
2: Yeah, you want to order, and everyone single file line, okay, and uh, hands on by your sides on this court storming guys. You can't try to hone this thing. Maybe so. Okay, more security, great. But to try to any take, security or any security to try to take away to make this more orderly and take away the chaos of it and the euphoria of it is undermining exactly what the whole thing's about. You just want it your way and John Shire wants it his way now because Kyle Filipowski sprained his ankle when John Shire has been on the receiving end of many court stormings, understands exactly what he signed up for when you coach Duke, and this rarely happens. We're not gonna change the rules now yeah. for Duke University. They're gonna have to figure out a better way. I like it to- for
0: Caitlin Clark then.
2: She was fine though.
0: Thankfully she was yeah. fine. I'd like to see someone storm the Houston Cougars, because that team is big and physical. <laughs> good luck they, with that. Oh, man, no one's storming the Cougs. It's I'll an, tell you that right now. It's
2: an intimidation tactic. Let's go to Brian. He's in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Hey, Brian, good morning.
4: Hey, good morning, uh, Maggie. Uh, I just feel like I'm on your side on this one. I'm not even going to lie. Uh, I don't think that they should ban or place, like, any type of rules. I think that coach is just a little hurt yep. that his team lost, Um but, yeah, that dude, Filipowski, he, they're crying about him, like spraining his ankle. I've sprained my ankle multiple times and been back on the basketball court like nothing ever happened. <laughs> Did you also you play know, for Duke, so.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> Are you so, at Perloff's like, like, pickup game?
4: No, no, no. If, if, if I was, if I was, you know, it's been a while, so you might get over on me. So.
2: <laughs> this time, but Ryan, uh, Just this time. Yeah, but if you were back in your but, prime.
4: Yeah, back in my prime, I probably would have gave him. You know what I mean? I would have gave him a run for his money.
0: Wait, Brian, let me but, get um, this straight. Your take is that Kyle <laughs> Philpotts? should Brian be able to play pages? with a. You sp- <laughs> should be able to play with a sprained ankle, so therefore, it's okay.
4: Yeah, I'm. I'm completely agreeing with what you just said. I'm okay with him playing through a sprained ankle. It is not that big of a deal. He should not cry
2: about it. it he's okay.
4: Plus the fans. Well, we hope so.
2: <laughs> hope so. Hope he's okay. Listen, Brian, I appreciate it. And and Brian and I have the same yeah, sentiment. Get lost. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> no, no, One Brian's cool. Worst. I like Brian. I don't like get it. lost, Brian. Yeah. Keep yeah. going. I love it. His <laughs> sprained
0: Ryan. ankle. He, 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 I don't think he was heavily recruited by a college. Get lost. <laughs>
2: Listen, he's gonna be fine for their next game against Louisville. I, I hope he is. I really do. I'm not. I'm not rooting for anyone to get hurt. I'm not trying to sound like I'm, you know, callous here. But you're but okay
5: it, with someone getting hurt? No,
2: I'm not. I'm just. I don't want the exception to become the rule here. This is an, a. This is a small exception, and yeah. it would be an overreaction to ban court storming because of it.
5: So if I could point out, the your math last segment was a little bit off because oh, not every game is a court storming. You said there's. Whatever money 10,000 teams. games, yeah. That's not what we're working off of here. The number of court stormings is less than a hundred, and we've had to, far less than that. And we've had two important people get hurt and could have been hurt much, much worse. And it's amazing that no one gets hurt more, fans included in these things. So, the math is not all college games safely end, and there's just two exceptions. There's two in a much smaller sample. Okay, size.
2: but think about it. it but that's my, but that's also my point, which is all the like you have to have so many things going right to even get to a court storming. You have to be on a true home court, right? right. The 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 team at least has to be ranked. I mean, I don't think yeah. anyone's court you know storm uh, a court storming for that. Like it's just so... Kentucky was
0: 17.
2: I'm just saying, but that's a blue blood. Like that's you're you're storming the court. So on they tradition don't okay. There. So they don't they have to ranked. be ranked
0: if they're a blue blood, but no, no, no but they were
2: ranked of. like. I just think you start trying to tell people, hey, you've got to take this thing that's really spontaneous and we're going to make it less spontaneous. The other part, too, is I do think there is some responsibility that falls on the visiting team.
5: They have no chance. Unless they're shapeshifters and they can, like, beam (laughs) themselves in the locker room, they have no chance to get off the court.
2: Okay, what if you have a timeout left and you can call a timeout and get to your starters off the court? Oh, Come so the,
0: the, the backups get the punishment?
2: I'm just saying. That, that you call is callous,
0: bagging. I can call a off a court storming. Oh, oh, so-
2: hold on. What if there's five seconds left and you can get your guys off the court and everyone else can just be sort of near the exit?
3: Well, Coach K has done this in the past, which is actually why this is very mm-hmm. interesting. But the problem is, like in this game, it was a four-point game. Like, was there a chance that Duke would win? Probably not. But, hey, if they throw up a three and they get fouled, yeah. all of a sudden it's a different okay, game. So to- like, there are plenty of games where you have court storms where they're game-winning shots. How right. are you going to avoid that?
2: No, uh, and you're not. And that's the thing. And you could have the—you're you, going to need the tightest security, and that's going to make the cost go up. I'm all for the more security. That's fine. I just don't want to take away something that's unique to the sport just because one person got hurt, and Caitlin Clark, thankfully, did not get hurt.
0: Well, no one's would say take it away. Just organize it a little bit. Have more security so someone does not get hurt and we don't lose the whole thing. Because if someone got really hurt, a star got hurt, blew out their knee on this, then there'd be a major problem. Right. They'd have to take some drastic step.
5: Imagine, like, try to explain to someone that, like, Iowa didn't win or didn't make the Final Four this year because Caitlin Clark got run over by a happy Indiana fan in a game in February. Try, it makes
0: no sense. Try to explain somebody getting hurt who has
3: a big NIL deal now. And and now can't can't fulfill that NIL deal and now they're not
2: getting paid. Right. Well, they should get the money no matter what. Injury well, should, should sometime, not be. Some of these yeah. places probably won't do it. Okay, but you guys mm. are also you, you're, you're, you're acting like you're you're I'd love to have you as my life insurance, you know, like salesperson because you're acting like this is inevitable when it's not. It is still very rare. It is it is a blip.
5: Right, but we've seen two back to back featuring one and a half prominent people. <laughs> And it's, like, it's also a okay kid no, that John, Shire, <laughs> that John Shire changed his mind in the last ten years, about how valid and useful court stormings are. No, so,
2: I, I, of all teams, Duke is the one that understands yeah. that this is going to happen. I think yeah. like Maggie I mean, should
5: know how dangerous because they're in. They're in the the. They're the worldwide leaders in having the court storm when they lose. because
0: right. Everybody loves beating them. Maggie's got this solved. Coach should call a timeout and bring out his five court-storming players, yes. and two of them should have it's brass like- brass knuckles, like storm us <laughs> at your own. Basically, yeah, storm, sure. I and they should just start punching fans left right no, no, there scrubs, and right because they're scrubs who the of the Bench.
5: Yeah. It would be me and you being satisfied. Oh, I mean,
0: listen, it's better than all, I'm just sitting there with the cheerleaders all game throughout high school, <laughs> learning the GPA. cheers. Like, I would love to go out there, take a swing at Wait, a fan. That would have been awesome. You
2: know what it's like? It's like, you know, when, in uh, football, you have the hands team. Like, you have specialized things. Yeah, yeah. You you the are the court storming, storming team.
0: team. I love it. Yeah,
2: you're the hands team, which the is the opposite. The Squad of basketball teams.
0: And court <laughs> And by the way, and that's going to go over great when a fan g- gets knocked out on the court oh by a player. God. That'll just by work way, out I'm wonderfully. I'm not
2: advocating for anyone to take free punches at fans. I, I just said protect yourself. Is but, there any?
0: Oh, uh, wants the. If heat. it's a streaker, then it's all all bets off. Somebody had knocked out that guy at the Super Bowl. Would you have had a problem with that? No. We all want to see fans get punched, right?
2: <laughs> fans Andrew, who
0: storm the court and put the players in danger—that's not good.
2: Andrew Bogus is here with headline. Good morning. Good
0: morning. Those headlines are
5: sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career path with flexibility and great pay and benefits? Go to slash careers and apply online today. And maybe you can handle Kyle Filipowski's uh, claim. (laughs) Uh, Let's enter the spin zone of the NFL. First up is Russell Wilson, currently living in limbo in Denver. Maybe he's a Bronco, maybe he's something else by the time we get to week one. But no matter the location, Russ says he's ready to go.
1: I got more fire than ever, honestly, especially over the past two years of what I've gone through, whether it's in Denver or somewhere else. I I hope it's in Denver. You know, I hope I get to finish there. I I committed there. I wanted to be there. You know, I want to be there.
5: That's from Brandon Marshall's I Am Athlete podcast. If you've got 84 free minutes, you can listen to the entire conversation.
0: I hope you don't, <laughs> that's don't fake. R- Sorry, I'll pass. I'm a bit of a connoisseur of Fake Russell voice And real Russell voice That's fake Russell Wilson Right there Like that AI
5: is, Russell Wilson or Yes in- No
0: He starts to He starts to say things That are Russell Wilson I'm on the mic Kind of thing mm-hmm. And that it is. There's nothing Less believable Than Russell Wilson When he's in that Quarterback voice it means nothing.
2: Here's a question, because yes, at Dan Patrick Show, you guys used to have him on all the time, all right? the
0: time, and once in a while he dropped the voice and be the real Russell Wilson, but it's rarer and rarer.
2: Okay, I was just going to ask, do you think Russ knows the difference at this point between yeah, 100%. real and fake? He
0: turns it's like a it's a switch. He absolutely knows, and he keeps the switch on most of the time. There's two different Russell Wilsons, and it's so obvious. He starts a, a, talking this cadence that is so ridiculously manufactured and false like you heard what he said there does anyone believe that
2: also, no brady has this voice too uh,
0: yes I but Definitely. russ is more obvious i mean we broke it down some russ press conferences brady at least <laughs> fakes it a little better so is the real russ
5: the cool guy that sierra loves or does she like this nerdy goofy like i that's the, I, I don't understand their dynamic at all i don't understand why she deals with all of his
0: craziness but so is he cooler when the switch is off? Yeah, is that yeah. What yeah. Your argument is here. No, I mean he's not like he's not like handling feeding the kids like a press conference. Okay, <laughs> oh, we're sure. going to give uh, you know I'm just going to give 110 percent to this this <laughs> grilled cheese sandwich I'm making right now, and it's all about execution. No, he's totally a different <laughs> person. He's
3: totally a different person at home. I you hope know so. that the Rusty era dynamic is pretty simple. She was with Future, who was. The total opposite of Russell Wilson, and that went very badly. So, once you deal with that, you want the total opposite of that, and that is absolutely Russell Wilson.
5: So, this is the safe choice. This is a safe hand for stability.
0: Yeah. Do you guys ever seen the Sierra video where they, they, Russ and Sierra pull over on the side of the road and she starts dancing to the song, and Russ is in the background dancing behind her? You see this right back. So, Russ dances for about 30 seconds, then he looks up and sees Sierra dancing, and he just sits on a uh, table. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I cannot keep. But there is My wife is a great dancer And way more Better looking than me I totally understand I never related to Russ More in my life (laughs) Like sometimes You just gotta know like, you are not in the league of your wife, and there is no more person than <laughs> Russ Wilson than that one.
2: Yeah, I get, I'm get. i with EJ, though. I mean, I think he seems like he's a really good stepfather to right. her kid with future. Yep. That's, like, the sexiest thing you can be as a man. Like, you bring in the what? son, and you treat him like he's your own, and, you know, he's a, doing all these cool things, like, because yeah. Russell Wilson is his stepdad. Is that
3: All-Star Weekend shooting yes, shots with Steph Curry. Was, yes. That's was, sexy.
2: Oh, my gosh. To uh, have someone treat your child that way, that there's nothing better. You guys, like, this is the mind of a woman here. It's not the mind of a man.
0: That's funny, but that strikes me as like, yeah, you want that, but that's the opposite of sexy. Like, you're almost like trading uh, the sexiness in your relationship for this uh, stability of Russell Wilson. I'm (laughs)
1: unlimited.
2: Yeah, like this. Sierra likes that guy. Listen, he's good to her kid. You pull up with a put up with a hundred weird subway commercials.
0: I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Uh, and then there's
5: Eric Bieniemy, the former Chiefs and Commander's Offensive coordinator, taking that same position at UCLA. But first, Bieniemy wants to tell his story, emailing ESPN over the weekend about his end in Washington. Bieniemy writing that new head coach Dan Quinn did not fire him. He chose to leave. He also says he interviewed with multiple NFL teams this cycle, got rave reviews everywhere, but UCLA was the best spot for him.
2: Man, there's nobody who can do this on behalf of Eric Bieniemy. Like, in some ways, like I, I applaud him for trying to set the record straight on his own thing, but, like, this is why you have reporters in your corner, right? This is why you have people in the media, you develop relationships with them, whether you want to or not, this is the game, Right. This is how you develop relationships, and then people can sort of do this for you. Am I being short-sighted here? Do
0: do what for you? Sorry.
2: Tell your story.
0: Oh, okay. okay. Uh, Sources sources say Eric
3: bien did well in his interviews and did not get fired. Exactly. Got it, got it, got it. You don't have to
2: email ESPN. Listen, I get it, and we've all kind of, not to Eric bien at all, I'm not trying to say I played Duke basketball like Brian (laughs) (laughs) Harrisburg playing through his sprained (laughs) ankles, but... When you become a someone in the public eye, sometimes people write things about you that you feel like are not true or mischaracterized. And it takes a lot to try to not to you know, try to really answer that stuff head on if it's not gonna do you any good.
3: My question though is is this true that he didn't get fired? Because that's pretty wild for the commanders. I mean, Dan can't, Dan uh, Quinn was at his introductory press conference and made under no other circumstances that, yeah, we decided to move on from Eric, and I respect him as a coach, but I thought I had to go in a different direction. I mean, that seems pretty slimy to say that guy got fired when that's not what happened, which makes me, very, which makes me wonder, how, how could this possibly be true? I don't know. Well have, I don't understand the distinction. So you're saying uh, the way he was fired or... Was, or the fact that he was fired at all. I mean, like the fact that you would come out and say, hey, we fired him because I wanted to go in a different direction, whether we think that Dan Quinn and the commanders are a certain way or not, does suggest that, okay, Eric Bianami couldn't cut it for this new organization. That puts a, a level of a stain on him right, right? that maybe he doesn't... Clearly deserve. he said he doesn't deserve because right. he said he left on his own accord.
0: But we know NFL, when the new regime comes in, regardless of how good the assistants are, the guy coach wants to bring in his own guys. To me, I didn't take that as a huge slight to Eric Me that he didn't continue with his I team. I didn't
2: either, but yeah. apparently he did.
0: Right. And I think Which that I other NFL okay.
2: teams
3: could absolutely see it that way. Mm. Even if even if even if you guys don't see it.
2: Yeah. I said that.
3: His team was four and thirteen last year. It wasn't yeah. like they were winning all these games. Yeah. Like, it's a different you know, it's not like this team was 8-8 eight and eight and then he, he got let go.
0: I would expect teams to understand what it means when a new coach comes on and not say that as an indictment. I think around the league, uh, but I am interested in this UCLA thing because Deshaun Foster and Eric Biannemi both on my fantasy team at some point <laughs> in my life.
2: <laughs> 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 Eric Biannemi, that's really
0: up. early yeah. in fantasy football.
2: <laughs> that was when you had to grab I just look at Biannemi
0: yeah. played till 2000 and Foster played till 2008. So it's not that early. <laughs> To 1996 fantasy football is nothing like how it is today, though. Right? Oh I've, yeah, I think my first year of fantasy football was Randy Moss's rookie year. Wow, yeah, that's a long time ago for me. Sorry. Were you yeah.
5: keeping stats by hand? Yeah, <laughs> it was uh,
0: off the newspaper.
3: Wow, that's see, that's incredible. It's like, not, you, it's not that incredible. It, like sorry, all, it's pretty
5: incredible. We're all
3: stunned by this Perloff. <laughs> that's
2: I'm not, but I've known Perloff for a long time.
3: That's crazy. I'm that's not yeah, stunned I mean, by this.
0: I think fantasy football really took off in the 90s. How painstaking was that, though, to follow? Oh, we, you, I hate to make you know think you the commi- right here. Maggie he knows who the commissioner was. Bruce. <laughs> oh, my <laughs>
2: God. Yeah, yeah. No. Fantasy Spring- football, <laughs> <laughs> football
0: used to be crazy. Like The commissioner of fantasy football Wayne? used to be a big deal because they had minute. to keep all the stats. And oh, they had to God. use the newspapers.
2: I just realized <laughs> there's two people on this show, and maybe three, maybe EJ doesn't. There are three people on the show who have no idea who Bruce is.
0: Bruce. <gasps> The ultimate fantasy commissioner in many, many ways. That's I just all I will all say. I disabled the bruises.
5: I know, so
2: I'm Lee, just, That's my last. Can one. <laughs> I do? Can I say it, or do you want to say it? I mean, we don't have a lot of time. The can pirates' I... booty story. <laughs> that one is an all-timer. Let me just put it to you this way, if I may. Bruce is Perloff's friend from his life in real life. Bruce has a glass eye.
3: Yes, already an awesome story.
2: And he once lost it. Midcoitus.
0: <laughs> this guy's awesome.
5: Happy
2: Wait. Monday, everybody. Lost or just
0: fell
5: out? He knew where it was.
0: There's, there's different versions of the story. <laughs> and that's
2: where I back away when the details come in. That's when my my job here is done. Perloff, off, take it away.
0: Yeah, I mean he was. There's right only right two afterwards, versions, right? he went straight to the paper and saw how many catches Chris Carter had.
2: <laughs> or didn't? How do you
0: see it? Yeah, yeah we, should, we should rerun those stats to make sure he counted correctly. What? Well, <laughs> yeah, after us on that year. 1998. There was so much going on with Bruce. Oh my
2: god! And there was. I'm gonna pee in my pants. <laughs> and the amazing thing is,
0: we got to get Thomas Everett Scott, the actor. You guys know who he is? Yeah. Yeah. He was in our league because he went to Syracuse with Bruce, and. He he was a controversial figure But Bruce has all these great stories Because he was always single and dating And causing all sorts of havoc out there Then he was trying to rip you off in a fantasy football church. So he'd be like entertain you for 15 minutes With a story about his dating life Then he'd be like hey uh, Why don't you send me over uh, Andre Johnson And I'll give you some backup running back <laughs> Like, don't try and smooth talk <laughs> me, The idea
2: of him groping around in the dark for his glass eye just to get to the paper to see how many catches Peerless prize had is amazing to
5: me. Wait, he had two catches? I thought he said he had 12.
2: <laughs> That's Bruce, guys. But the Pirates booty is, well.
5: There's a better story than that?
2: (laughs) We got a break. Stay with us. We'll do the Bruce. We'll do the rest of it after this. Yes, this is Perloff's friend Bruce. 855-212-4CBS. Has a glass eye. Lost it mid-coitus. And there's a better story than that. 855-212-4CBS. Don't move. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
5: You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
2: All right, well, we've done it. Monday morning, and we've introduced our new audience to Bruce, Perloff's friend in real life, who has a glass eye and once lost it mid-coitus. Good morning, everyone. Uh, but that's not even the best Bruce story.
0: Well, no, that's the best one. <laughs> that's a, that's amazing. That's untoppable. Uh, Bruce, by the way, great guy. It's character. Uh, hopefully he's not listening. It's important that everybody in this room and everybody listening never lets Bruce know that we're talking about him.
2: Yeah. This is our secret. <laughs> yes. Okay, so what's the Pirate's Booty story?
0: Well, it's the one we told.
2: Oh, okay. Well, yeah, no, yeah. but there was... Uh...
0: Oh, the basketball story or the pirate?
2: I thought there was some kind of sound effect that came with the pirate's booty story.
0: No, not that I know of. Wait, I think you've embellished the story. You tell the pirate's booty story.
2: Well, was it something about because he lost an eye and there was something about him being like a pirate?
0: Oh, my God.
2: (laughs) Am I not getting the story right? No. Okay, you tell it. I can't. Uh.
0: (laughs) Just say, just pirate, one eye, booty. And then use your connection from there. Use your yes. Use your imagination.
2: And Bruce uh, is legendary for this story. And the woman was none the wiser, right?
0: Yes, great guy.
2: Great guy. Great guy. Great guy. And I've by the way, I, I can't this. vouch for him, but Perloff says great guy.
0: Yeah, EJ made it sound like I was playing fantasy football in the Stone Age. Yahoo fantasy football started in '96, so we were online at that point. Wait,
2: hold on. Yes. <laughs> the Bruce was but the Bruce... commissioner. Bruce was the commissioner.
0: He didn't use the paper. We had Yahoo. I was like, wait, what? I made it sound like we were the original rotisserie deli guys in 1981 (laughs) doing (laughs) baseball. Fantasy football was huge by the time, 98, 99. You know, you didn't invent. Your generation didn't invent fantasy football. I'm not saying we invented fantasy football, but I think the advent of the explosion of popularities. Not the 90s. Yeah, yeah, it definitely was. Yahoo came along in 96 and it kind of made Yahoo fantasy football. I think if you looked at the money that was made in
3: fantasy football in 96 compared to 2006, it's totally different.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's only gotten bigger and bigger. Like Everyone who is yeah. 8 to 80 has a fantasy team. But... And Bruce's
0: role has been diminished over this time.
2: <laughs> I mean, the other great Bruce story is because he had a glass on Oh, yeah, yeah. His we went depth pl- perception was off.
0: Yeah, we went to play basketball, and he was bragging. Have you ever had this guy who talks about his game, and, like, and you expect when you get out on the court he's going to be awesome, and then he doesn't deliver? Well, Bruce said he'd been watching a lot of college basketball, so his game was on point. But he hadn't played in three years. So he gets out there, first shot, over the backboard to the right. Oh, my God. And I said to my friend i'm like i don't think you can see the rim <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he Should you be and... playing basketball if you, if you, if you, your vision is so compromised. well actually he settled down he was pretty good at a decent athlete but yeah that's a huge part of being playing basketball is having depth perception <laughs> you think what he pulls thought? a
2: carlton out there the first time <laughs> this is this shot. is
0: awful this is awful actually yes i think we need to take this out of the podcast we are making no. we are making fun of somebody <laughs> that is by the way, just done well, way better in his career than any of us. He's very successful. He has a wonderful family. He's a great guy. Listen,
2: no, we're not making fun of him. This is just unreal story.
0: Sounds like we're making fun of him.
2: It's an unbelievable story. Glass eye, loses it when he's in bed with a woman. Come on. Gets it back. Immediately. She doesn't so even all know good. hands
5: play today. <laughs>
2: <laughs> guy's First American definitely, hero. Definitely on the hands, Steve. <laughs>